live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 4th, 2015 to hit the internets on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. How's everyone doing? How was everyone's weekend? Probably better than mine. I was terribly sick and did not get to enjoy the super Saturday that was in the sports world. I did get to... I decided eventually, after long decisions and pontificating of what exactly I was going to do for the night, I decided to order the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and we'll talk about that later, but it was, unfortunately, exactly what I expected it to be. Earlier that day, the Kentucky Derby concluded, happened, whatever, and I was disappointed because I didn't get to uh, experience the, the full Kentucky Derby feeling by going to a dirty off-track betting place and spending time with all the winners. Unfortunately, I watched the most exciting minute and a half, two minutes, whatever it is, in sports, I guess. It's an animal running around a track. I, don't, I, I can't really put that with sports, but people do. From my couch, sick. Uh, not very interesting. Not a, not very interesting at all. The Yankees took on the Red Sox this week. So, I mean, it, it was big, but even bigger in the New York, uh, New England area. The Yankees took on the Red Sox. The Mets took on the Nationals. And the NFL draft continued. And, and before, I think this is what the one that got lost in the shuffle. The Game 7 of Los Angeles Clippers versus San Antonio Spurs, which was an amazing, amazing game. Amazing. Uh, and now the, the, the NBA is actually starting to heat up after sort of a lackluster beginning to the playoffs. are really starting to move now, really starting to get things going. And this is the part of the NBA I actually like. Not the doldrums of January, but now. But let's get into what everyone was talking about. Probably not talking about anymore. I do a podcast once a week. I try to do it twice a week. I can't be current. So just I try to be as current as possible. Like right now, the, the the Bulls are blowing out the Cavaliers. That won't be current tomorrow. This is old news. Anyways, we can get to the fight. The fight with Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. The fight of the century. Uh, now, I told you months ago on this podcast. What podcast? That's the Red Ticket Blues podcast, if you if you didn't know already. You could follow me at BrianBuck13. <laughs> you can listen to the show. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Stitcher. I only say this for people that have never never listened to the podcast before and if they're, they're, they're feeling it out in the first few minutes just in case they want to listen to it later somewhere else. For all the regular listeners, I apologize that I have to whore and prostitute myself out like this. You don't deserve that. You deserve better, but you're still listening to me anyways. But the fight itself, I wrestled with myself. I wrestled with the fact that, and I, and I wrote about this actually on redticketblues.com. I had to wrestle with myself about this. This was $100 for a fight where I knew what was going to happen. Like I said, months ago, I said, it's going to be Floyd Mayweather running around, dancing for 12 rounds, and winning a decision. I mean, I wasn't reinventing the wheel here. Many people knew this. Most people knew this. And if people were expecting something out of the ordinary, then they're crazy. I was disappointed in Manny Pacquiao. He came out passive. Came out the entire time he was passive. He wasn't as aggressive as he normally is. And he's saying he thought he won the fight at the end, too, which, sorry, Manny, that that, that wasn't the case, brah. But before ordering this fight, I, I said to myself, do I really want to buy this? Is this really worth my $100? 
I went back and forth, back and forth. I'm giving money to Floyd Mayweather. I'm giving money to the boxing promoting cesspool that is Las Vegas. All the shady people behind the scenes that will sell their own mother down the river to get that right fight. And and my cable company too. My cable company, which I find Frontier. Like, like it matters. I, I actually hesitated there. Who gives a shit? Frontier Communications. You're terrible. I don't like you. And you are a bad cable provider. My internet sucks. My cable sucks. And I'm giving money to you. Some of that money's going in your pocket. That was what I was wrestling with. But eventually, you know, after I was done watching the Clippers and Spurs, a great game, an all-time classic, I, I, I went to the pay-per-view channel, Yes, you're getting the blow-by-blow blow of me ordering a fight. And I, I, I went to rent, and then I backed out, and I said, no, 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 let, let me look on the internet. I try, pop-ups galore. I'm thinking about the 9 million viruses getting on my computer, my screen going blue, all of that, all that great stuff we've all been through. I tried Periscope, the Twitter app, where you can basically record what's going on in front of you. But, you know, I wanted to get it somehow on my television. I just said, ah, the hell with it. I spent $100 on worse stuff, more self-destructive stuff than a goddamn boxing match so I ordered it I ordered it and it was exactly what I thought it was Hollywood phonies everywhere I mean it was for once Hollywood did not contain the most douchebags in the entire world Las Vegas held that honor for one night and one night only and they saw a picture on Twitter of the the private airplanes in the uh, Las Vegas airport there which was just packed just like sardines all of the the, the Hollywood phonies made their way there. Jamie Foxx with just... I mean, it wasn't Carl Lewis, uh, Star Spangled Banner bad, but it was pretty bad. It was it was really bad. He should really stick to acting. Really stick to acting. It was it was a sad sight. I, I, I don't know. I mean, $99, and they say it was the fight of the century. You know, I, if that's the fight of the century, then boxing has a lot of work to do for the next hundred the next 85 years I mean I, th- I think it's it's good that Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao made a lot of money I'm happy for them but in the same sense they push back boxing back because you're going to have your, your hardcore boxing guys that are going to still buy pay-per-views but the casual fan who knew that this was the fight of the century that's something that you've been waiting for for five six years this is how much they paid and that's what they got it was a boring bout which never had any flow to it you think anyone is going to buy a match now? Even a $40, $50 one? No. They're going to laugh at that. They're probably going to be running in droves to UFC stuff now. I like boxing. I normally don't buy the pay-per-views, but I'll watch the Friday Night Fights or something they have on HBO. That doesn't make me want to buy a $100 fight anytime. Why I bought that? I mean, that was, like they said, the fight of the century. This was a this was a, a different different animal. And it what was it? It was garbage garbage and yeah I thought about going out a friend and I were weighing some options of where to go but I was sick I didn't feel like going anywhere far unless it was you know across the street and then I see actually a restaurant right down the street as I was going to work today we have the Pacquiao Mayweather fight which is probably less than about a half mile away from my house so there's that too so just to add insult to injury I could have easily gone there and not spent a hundred dollars on that boring ass fight we get to the uh we move on because what else is there to talk about with that fight? Mayweather's a lot richer, Pacquiao's a lot richer, and we're a lot more sad for paying that much money for such a poor product. That won't be the last time I spend that much money on something to be that disappointed by. 
You can take that as many different ways as you want. Uh, we could go to the the Kentucky Derby, which, like I said, I did not get to participate in uh, to lay my bets on horses I know nothing about. Everyone else can talk like they know what they're talking about. Truth is, 99% of people that watch or have anything involved, people that hang around OTPs don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's why they're hanging around OTPs. You know the people maybe who know things about horses, horse racing are the people that own horses. They might have a better idea. But it's, it is it is the filth of the filth. Now, I, I was going to go to Sports Haven. It's a local... Uh, it's more than just an off-track betting thing here in New Haven, Connecticut. It's actually, you know, it's a big amphitheater. It, it's, it's... Listen, they could dress it up whatever they, way they want. The same clientele's going there regardless if it's a hole in the wall or if it's a big... It's a mansion-sized place. Wonderful description with words there. But unfortunately, I didn't get to experience it, and I do like that. Uh, you know, all, all, all just the dirt. They all come out. It's just a whole, a whole good time. But uh, American Pharaoh, which, I mean, we all knew was going to win, right? American Pharaoh, which I have to say, there was a great tweet about American Pharaoh that I, I don't want to steal. But someone said, American Pharaoh sounds like a Nas album that was released to little to no fanfare and just disappeared. I thought that was great. But horse racing, you could leave that to Mike Francesa. He's the expert, not me. And I didn't even place a wager on it. Didn't even use Bovada. Left it alone. I say, I don't care. They're horses. You cannot predict how animals... Yes, someone's going to win because someone has to win. So you won. Congratulations. But don't tell me you know what you're talking about when it comes to horse racing, horse racing because you're a liar. <laughs> They're all pub full of steroids anyways. It's like baseball. But there was also other things going on that Super Saturday. There was the NFL draft. And like I've said before, I'm no college football guru. So I'm not going to tell you which offensive tackle was taken best here in the second round for the for this team. But I will say the it was great to see Roger Goodell, who is an evil person, just get booed out of the building. Not that he cares. He's still making $35 million a year. He's still making... He still is the man governing the sport you love so much and you tune into every Sunday and your life revolves around 12 months a year. But he got booed out of the building. And he also has a problem pronouncing Marcus Mariota's name. He, the Tennessee Titans select Marcus Mariota. And, you know, he's, he's the second pick in the draft. He was in the national championship game. He is the Heisman winner, and you can't pronounce his name correctly. This isn't Mike Bloomberg trying to trying to pronounce the, the Giants announcer Bob Popper's name. I mean, this is this is <laughs> this is a franchise quarterback potentially. And uh, it wouldn't be complete without me commenting on Jameis Winston, the number one pick in the draft, went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Winston just does not get it. He, he he infamously was arrested earlier this year, or earlier actually. It's, I think it's two years ago now. For the uh, he pilfered some uh, king crab legs from a Publix in Florida, and he, you know just walked out of it like it was his, and it was very stupid. He since apologized, yada yada yada. We move on. Excuse me. And. What does he do? He poses for a picture. Now, I don't care. If someone brought... The whole place could have been catered by Publix with crab legs. That doesn't matter. The guy just got picked number one in the draft. He should be able to have as much fun as possible. 
But you know what he does? He, You know what he does. I don't have to say you know what he does. He poses for a picture with it and then puts it on social media. He put it on Instagram with him with a big king crab dinner. I mean, how stupid can you be? He, he later deleted it. And I guess he had some sort of interview with ESPN, a withstanding agreement that the number one pick gets interviewed by ESPN. But he delayed the interview. I was just reading it uh, with Rich, from Richard Dice of Sports Illustrated that he delayed the interview and didn't want to uh, do it right off the bat because he didn't like the way ESPN had actually been treating him, the coverage of him, the coverage where he's been accused of rape, and he's well, he's been exonerated of it criminally and now facing a civil case in regards to it. So Winston, not off to the best start. Uh, he became an NFL player, what, three days ago? And he's already got two faux pas. I don't know, man. Jameis Winston, it, I want to say he seems like a nice guy. He really, he seems like an idiot. And he's got all the talent in the world. I don't know what to say about him. I, 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 I'm going to stand by what I said. By the time he's 30 years old, he will have spent at least one night in jail. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? Well, when you look at most NFL players, no, it doesn't. One night in jail, boy, that's like a choir boy. He should be handing out uh, communion wafers with something like that. That's the NFL draft for you, though. We'll get into more of that as the uh, summer goes on and we start putting the teams together. And they're outside, you know, there, there really wasn't the big drama that everyone thought with the NFL draft. We all thought we were going to see something big. We thought we were going to see Chip Kelly, you know, exchanging orphans for, 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 for Marcus Mariota. Just all sorts of crazy picks. Everything was going to be topsy-turvy. The, the league turned upside down. Didn't happen. It was... Pretty status quo. Just went went with it. Go with the flow. So we come and we we the NFL draft comes and goes. We move on. We'll see you NFL when some player commits a crime very soon, and then we'll talk about the NFL again. It's almost it's almost like the NFL kind of likes that. It's like oh by the way yeah this guy committed a crime. Oh did did you check out who so and so picked up as a running back? Oh wow, you know what? When they, if you look at their running back and their offensive tackles, their offensive line there, and then you start talking about football again. I don't know. Maybe there's a method to Goodell's madness. Maybe that's what he wants. I don't know. But I, I mentioned this earlier. The NBA, as we move on to the second round of the NBA playoffs, the Clippers-Spurs game was an amazing game. Great series, too. By the way, I tried to see as much of it, much of it as I could. But when you got ten thirty start times on the East Coast, I'm sorry. Old man Brian's not staying up for that. All right? Me and Mad Dog are in the same boat. And they start these games earlier. But luckily that was on a Saturday night. And I'll tell you, Chris Paul, a guy who I, I I like to rip all the time, he was a man. He had a hamstring injury, shot 9 for 13 with 27 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 steals, hit the game-winning shot. Now, he's still a baby who cries after every play, but so is everyone in the NBA. That's sort of their thing. But I'll give it to Chris Paul. You know, I, I will give it to him. He he played great, and he finally hit that big shot in that big moment. I've compared him to Tony Romo before where he gets a lot of blame in late-game situations where it's not really his fault. Because if you look at his numbers, they're masterful. They're masterful in big games. But he always makes some dumb play. He makes some, It's not to the degree of Tony Romo, but he always does something weird or something stupid. Not always, but not much of the time. But he came up big. He came up big. And what does that mean for the Spurs? Is it the end of an era? Possibly. You gotta think I think Ginobili's done. Ginobili, he does he's I think he's had it. 
does Duncan want to stay around? Because he is still a player. I mean, he's still at the age of 39. He can still play. But you also have to look at it and say, what is this team now? What, do, this team is not exactly what it was before. Am I, am I going to stay around to rebuild? I'm 39 years old. Should I just call it quits now? I mean, no champion, four-time champion, four times, five times, four times, wants to retire a full first-round bye. That first-round bye. That'd be amazing. A first-round bye, he retires. Boy, that's ballsy, man. Uh, a first-round loss, especially to a team a team of divas like the Clippers. I, I give the Clippers credit for beating the Spurs, but I, they are not... Uh, they're not at the top of my list. I've mentioned this before. They're a sports center team. I feel like that whole team is made full of just athletes. And there's a few basketball players on it. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm not a Blake Griffin fan, but the more I watch him, he's a huge diva. But he, he can hit that you know that, that, bait, that elbow shot a lot better than I ever thought he could. Again, these are the West Coast teams where I don't see as much, and I don't watch that much NBA during the regular season. What I see on SportsCenter is him doing... Big dunks hanging on the rim where he should be called for a technical. This is the old man, old white man portion of the show where he should be called for a technical and just sort of the posing afterwards and the stare down, the posturing. I like DeAndre Jordan on that team. He's an athlete, though. He's not really a basketball player. He's an amazing athlete. Uh, I like Jamal Crawford. He's a basketball player. And then there's, there's Matt Barnes on that team. That is a guy who irritates me so much, and I don't know what it, exactly it is. I mean, he, he's he's yelling at Casey Jacobson the other day on Twitter. I don't know what that's all about. Tell him to eat a dick. Just because he said the ball shouldn't be passed to Matt Barnes, he's just giving analysis. And Matt Barnes, who obviously is searching for his own name on Twitter, that's what you're doing after a game? You're searching your name on Twitter? Dude, get a life. Something about him really irritates me, though. It's not can't be all the tattoos, because there's so many guys with tattoos. They're tatted up all over in the NBA, so that's not it. I, I it just I feel like he's that guy that goes to a bar and just gets drunk and, you know, kind of like starts fights, or he like sort of like uh, baits people into fights, and you don't really want to mess with him because he may have a gun, but it's just as so much of a chance that he doesn't have a gun. He's like that guy. There's something about him, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. He's very irritating. He really annoys me. But the the problem that the Clippers are going to have going into the next round, they are going to, and they're not playing a great team in Houston. I don't think that team's and and Chris Paul, I think, I believe is uh, questionable tonight. We'll obviously know if he plays by the time you listen to this. But I think that they're a team that's not very deep either. They're very. They don't play that many guys, and they just used their big guys a ton of minutes in that first round. You got Paul on one leg. That's going to be interesting going forward, and I don't even think the Rockets are that good, but they they may have a pretty good chance against this Clippers team just because I think they're going to be tired. I think they're going to be winded and exhausted, and I, I could see the Rockets winning the series. Again, I don't even think they're that good. But we move on. Let me turn over my notes. And you got the Grizzlies versus the Blazers, and the Grizzlies took care of the Blazers. The Blazers don't like Spanish players, but Marcus All and the rest of them took care of them. They never really stood a chance. Now, the Grizzlies are playing the Warriors now, and today Steph Curry was named the MVP of the NBA. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I, I mean, I didn't hit my growth spurt. True story, true story. I didn't hit my growth spurt probably till what, junior year in high school, and now I'm just a chiseled 5'10 Adonis. Oh, 5'9 three quarters. 5'10". Uh, 
And I always used to row for the little guy. I mean, dude, I had a Muggsy Bogues jersey, and I wore that thing with pride. And Steph Curry is someone that I always should have been behind. I mean, the guy who wasn't recruited outside of high school, went to small Davidson College, took the NBA, the NCAA by storm, that NCAA tournament. Still, I still think he holds a few records there. The most points scored? I think he still does. And still being a lottery pick and all this, I don't know why I hadn't really jumped on his bandwagon. But the dude deserves the MVP. I always sort of looked at Golden State as Fugazi. But I think what separates them now, and this is not a hot take, is the way they shoot three-pointers. It's not the fact that they shoot three-pointers. We all know they shoot three-pointers. They're, they're named the Splash Brothers. They shoot trays. Him and Clay Thompson, I should say. And then you could add in Dray- Draymond Green to that. But the way they do it, it's it's almost... They do it so casually. Like, if, if you're on a fast break and you see a player shoot a three-pointer, you know, just spot up on a fast break, you go, oh my god, that's a... T-. You, you wait, actually, until the ball hits, you know, doesn't go in, and you say, oh my god, what a terrible shot. It's one of those shots where you keep your mouth shut until so that goes in and goes, whoa, that was balls. The Warriors don't operate that way. That's the way they do it. On a fast break, they just spot up for a three and bang it. I mean, they have three guys in Curry, Thompson, and Green. They shoot over, in this playoffs, they've shot in over 40% from three-point range with at least five attempts. And there are other guys that can shoot threes on that team, too. It's just, I don't know if I've ever seen a team like that where just they take advantage of the three-point three point range as much as they do. You see that more in college. You don't see that as much in the NBA. I mean, yeah, you have guys that can shoot, but these guys take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give, I gotta give them credit. It's, it's, it's just I've never took them seriously, and they look like the most dominant team out of everyone. I mean, they made the Grizzlies look silly the other day, and I like the Grizzlies. I thought the winner of this series would be the one coming out of the West, but without Mike Conley playing, and you got, you got that balding Nick Cathesis in his spot. And, and, you know, Courtney Lee's okay, but none of them are Mike Connolly. He looks like he got into a real boxing match, not the one we saw on Saturday night. And, I don't know, he seems to be uh, day-to-day every day. I'm not sure if I'm playing. I'm not sure. And I don't blame him. I mean, he looks like hell. But And in the other series here, the East, uh, I got the Bulls and Cavs playing right now. I'm, with my heart, I want to say the Bulls. I, I just feel like LeBron, he is so much better than everyone else. Hey, he's gotten it. This isn't new, but he gave the reason. He said, I don't have my headband on anymore because I wanted to be like everyone else. Does that mean that you thought you were better than everyone else before? That's such an odd statement to make. I think it's just because LeBron, and it's such a corny joke that everyone does. Oh, he's he's going bald, getting the hair plugs, blah, 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 blah. It happens to people. I never thought it was that big of a deal until you continue to hide it and get big headbands and then there's hair there one day and then there isn't it's like LeBron you know you're on television quite often we can see the way your hair looks it's not Joe Schmo working in a cubicle no you know if if I did it maybe like three people would notice LeBron maybe like you know three million people will notice even more than that but I don't know you got Kevin Love no longer in the series though so that's a big factor I don't know I I I really would. The last time I looked here, and as we as I babble here, maybe I can take a look at the score. It's not really a point, seeing by the time you listen to this, the score will have already happened. The score will have already happened. 
that's that's pretty good English, bro. After slow start, Cavs rallying in game one. All right, so maybe we're back to okay. It's forty nine forty four at halftime, Chicago. So so that's a series again. A series. It's the first game, but that's a game again. But in the other series, you have Washington versus Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a very good team. I think Washington's better. You have John Wall, a star, a guy who, a guy who he gets his ass kicked and still keeps playing hard. Well, they all do. Not no, that's not true. Look at around Williams; he doesn't play hard. But John John Wall and you have the veteran leadership there of Paul Pierce. I think that is going to be a five game series. Honestly, I think that is going to be very easy for the excuse me for the burp there. Very easy for the Washington Wizards. I don't know who the Washington Wizards are. Oh boy, that is tough. I have to make a prediction now, right? That's like, I mean, this is a legally binding podcast, and if I don't make a prediction now, I can't go back and say that I I felt this way that that I'm blabbering on. Uh, I'm going to say the Bulls. I'm going to go with my heart, which usually is wrong. So I'm going to say Washington and the Bulls, and maybe the Bulls in the finals. Well, yeah, I'm going to say the Bulls are going to go to the finals, and that is because Kevin Long, Kevin Long, the the pitching, the batting coach from the Mets is a major factor in this. No, Kevin Love is not there. That is a major problem for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'm sure J.R. Smith will do something stupid once he gets back. But uh, we're right now at 25 minutes. If you're still listening, I wanted to talk a little baseball. Uh, the Mets have come back down to earth, which I think even the most optimistic Mets fan knew that this was going to happen. They're still in first place. They're still, I believe, at this moment right now, what is it, three games up on, on the second place team. What are they? Three and a half games up on Atlanta. Atlanta. They're second place. Oh, and Miami, they're tied. Washington, 12-14. and 14. They're off to a very, very rough start. But the New York Yankees played the Boston Red Sox this weekend. The Yankees pulled off the sweep and I don't know what to say about the Yankees right now. Uh, they are 16-9, and nine, and they are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They swept the Red Sox. Let me get closer to the mic here as I'm getting away. And it's their 10th win in their last 12 games. You have Jacoby Ellsbury batting 351. Even Didi DeGlorious has jumped in. He's batting 222. Twos are wild with Didi. And his uh, his mate on the other side of second base, Drew, well, 155. Bat your weight, Drew. we got to find out Drew's weight just so we can say he's literally batting his weight. We'll have to, we'll have to do that. Maybe right now is not the, the right time. But, I mean, wow. I, I can't believe what this team is doing right now. And they took advantage of some bad pitching from the Boston Red Sox. And the Red Sox, they're really going to have to make a trade. They're really going to have to make a trade. It, they they face Masterson, who actually was pretty good on Friday. I mean, he's got an ERA net right now of four point seven one, which is one of the best in their rotation. He only gave two runs, six hits, but the big blow, Alex Rodriguez, and we all know I'm not a fan of Alex Rodriguez, but since the beginning of the season, Alex has done everything right. It's his past transgressions that have been the the big 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 uh, headline maker, but Alex has done everything right. He's uncharacteristically hit in big spots. His average has come back down to earth. Last time I looked at it, it was two. It was in the two thirty, something like that. But he does have. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Well, I'll get it wrong anyways. Who cares? Let's see. I have seven home runs, and he has tied Willie Mays now with six sixty. So 
It's possible by the time you listen to this, he may have hit 661. And the Mongos got their uh, daily news ad championed by the great Mark Mongo. So congratulations to him and the rest of the uh, fans who put in their money to congratulate Alex Rodriguez as they felt the New York Yankees failed to do so in a way that was fitting for such a king, Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. Now, there were other pitches that they took care of. There was Wade Miley on Saturday, which they battered. His ERA is at 7.15, 7.15. Same thing. You get it. A team ERA now, 4.11. And Joe Kelly, they destroyed last night. Absolutely destroyed. And last night, Hanley Ramirez, I don't know what he's thinking. He's on the wrong side of an 8-1 game and thinks that was it Adam Warren was throwing at him. What? He, he was throwing at you, Hanley. And I, he was doing some sort of motion with his hand. I don't know what that was about. And Ortiz, uh, you know, he had some expletives thrown Warren's way, too. I don't know what's wrong with them. Uh, and they, you know, there was retribution. They, they hit Ellsbury, and Ellsbury just ran to first base, took it like a man, like Chase Otley would. And I... I <laughs> You have to use your head when you think people are intentionally throwing at you. Ellsbury, who normally is a very, very quiet person and doesn't really add any fuel to the fire, said after the game, and I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, so I am paraphrasing, but something like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm surprised they would hit me. Did they want me to steal more bases on them? Or maybe they just didn't want me to get any more hits on them. Something along those lines. So I kind of like this new shit talking at uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. As long as he can keep batting 351, but we also know the issue with Ellsbury. At any moment, he could have uh, sustained some sort of nagging injury that will nag until the end of September. But the Yankees, who who is this team? Who are this team? No, who is this team? 16-9, man. 16-9. And, and how about the Houston Astros? The Houston Astros are 18-7. and seven. They are tied for the most wins in baseball at the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know anything about the Houston Astros. They play in a stupid field. Uh, George Bush is at a lot of their games. And Jose Altuve is a really good player on the team. That's about all I know. And yeah, okay, Craig Biggio was... Uh, I mean, I, I know some. Let's, let's act like I was just told about them yesterday. I could go through... Now I feel like I have to just, justify myself to the audience with this. This current team, they've they've won ten in a row. They've won ten in a row, and they they I think they just yeah they just swept Seattle, a team that was, if you listen to my preview, which I never completed, uh, <laughs> if you notice, uh, I just figured we're already a month into the season. Do you guys really want to hear my half-ass previews? If you do, just tell me. You know, at Brian Buck thirteen, go for it. Or even uh, you can email me, redticketblues.com at gmail.com. Yes, two dot coms. I wasn't thinking when I put that together. But, uh, hey, congratulations to the Houston Astros. And I guess we'll close today with, because I've kept you here long enough. We're past a half hour now. And uh, I'd like to do another podcast this week just to, just just I don't know. I'm a little tired. I apologize. I apologize. Still not over the sickness. I don't know what it is, but I'm okay. But... The Milwaukee Brewers fired their manager today. Uh, and, he, Jesus, I can't remember his name, but I know they uh, they uh, hired Craig Council. 
signed him to a three-year deal. Now, this manager that they fired today, actually, they had just signed to a new, an extension a few weeks ago. Now, they're 7-18 and 18 right now. Not a good record, obviously. Uh, are they the worst team in baseball? They are the worst team in baseball. But it is May 4th. Uh, I mean, this isn't as bad as George Steinbrenner, uh, you know, firing Yogi Berra after, what, 16 games? Was that what it was? 16 games? Something like that. Um, oh, what's this? LT's son arrested, oh, sentenced to prison. Wow, for sexual assault and molestation. Apple doesn't far fall from the far... Brian, if you're going to make a joke, try to... Like, Apple doesn't far fall... Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I got it. All right. LT is not... He's not human. Whoa, Mike. Come on. That 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 That's inappropriate. We're all human beings on, on, on the Lord's green earth. Come on. Let's, 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 let's be nice. Let's be civil. And I think I kept you guys here long enough. We're almost at 33 minutes. And I want to thank you for listening for the, another edition of the heralded Red Ticket Blues podcast. You can follow me at BrianBuck13. You can listen to the show on redticketblues.com. You can listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Stitcher. And what I'll do is, just for the hell of it, I'll leave one of my calls to Mike Francesa last week about my favorite subject, which will be the last time I call, because I'm starting to get the feeling that Mike and I don't really get along on this subject. But for the last time, you get to hear me and Mike discuss the topic we discuss all the time. Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. All right, a lot of sports into one episode. I will thank you everyone for listening. I'm out of here. What's up, Brian? Yeah, MLB was on top of it uh, when it took one of what uh, the guy from Biogenesis took the employee ratting on him to find out A-Rod was doing all this before. He would never do it again, right? Hey, my point is they could find it. Listen, that's a powerful. They paid a lot of money in cash last time to to make sure they had testimony against them. They they got a lot of money. And they, went, and they went down and, uh, according to some reports, even had stuff stolen for them. I, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Alex is using steroids but i mean you make it seem as if the idea is not even plausible. no what i'm saying is you're saying that or it's not just he's passing the tests you're making it seem that he's able to go out and buy this stuff you don't, you think, don't think someone can bring it to him who, you don't think there you don't think that they have people watching him they weren't watching him before and he'd already well, been you don't violated. think they're watching him now when it's 67 million bucks the minute they catch him they never did before. They didn't have the same ability. He wasn't out last time. He wasn't done last time if they caught him. Now he's hey, done if they catch him. And I think if there are, are drugs, I mean, you brought this up earlier, that are not detectable right mm-hmm. now and under the drug right, And where is he getting them from? Don't you think have any people, not the common Joe, would have access to that? Alex Rodriguez would have access. You don't think baseball, with all their people and their FBI connections, would know that, that where these drugs exist from? You when really did have they any start idea? doing that? They've been terrible on it for Wait years. Wait a second. They've... How do you think they caught him last time? They, they caught him. He didn't flunk a test. 
they finally realized. I mean, this biogenesis thing, it was thrown in. Well, wait a second. You, they needed the FBI, and they needed guys to basically go steal stuff to catch him last time. You don't think that they could do that again? I'm not saying the the MLB, obviously. And you don't think, the, Yankee, you don't think the Yankees have 61 million reasons to catch him? Listen, I'm sure they're right after him all the time. But if you think so, Alex you Rodriguez, think, but you think so. Crazy. Through all that, one of the most celebrated guys in all the sports can operate underneath all this and and procure these drugs. And you, you think they come in the mail? How do you think he gets them? I'm not sure. Why didn't he tell us when he was on your show? Actually, he said he didn't do it over and over again. And but the to point everyone. is, they caught him. If they catch him again, he's out. What does he have to lose? He loses $61 million, $67 million. Okay. If he came back and played, he had the money. If he struck out every time up, he got paid $61 million. If he had six home runs, he got paid $67 million. He loses all that money. So let me tell you something. You don't think Alex Rodriguez will flunk a steroid test whatsoever in the next two years? He has never flunked one in his career. Except the will test. Uh, except the test. No, I don't think he will. He never has. Why would he now? Well, I mean, he was on that list, correct? That list was a volunteer was a test that they said they would never make the results public. There You're were a hundred, right, but, but they were and they were and there were a hundred positives of which. How many did they make public? That's irrelevant. What do you mean? How's that irrelevant? That's the did only it, way they not, caught him. They caught him when on a list that he wasn't supposed to be caught off. Did he not flunk a test? The hundred guys did. Where are the other guys? Did Aaron flunk a test? According, or I again, according to testimony, yes, okay, but again, the te- it was not a test that he could be caught on, and then they, and then he's the only one that they outed off the test. You don't think that's surprising? Oh, and how I, come? I, and let me ask you this: as a good baseball fan, how come you don't care about the other ninety-nine guys? Oh, I absolutely do. You don't care at all. You just care about one guy. You don't care about the other ninety-nine guys. You didn't mention it one time. How about giving me the other names? You never asked for the other names. Not one time. One guy off a list that they said would never be made public. What did they do? They outed one guy. But this hasn't been in any way a witch hunt. They outed one guy off the list.